<laughs> why would it work? Uh, especially now. I think the thing now is like, do you guys see the Taco Bell thing? What does like that a... mean? What does that mean? <laughs> you can't just, you can't, hey, hey, you can't just be like, hey, it's a Thursday. Do you see the Taco Bell? What does that mean? <laughs> no, so like Taco Bell now has like a subscription service. Uh, where do I sign up? <laughs> really? Taco right, so Bell subscription. The Taco Lovers Pass costs yes! $10 and will grant pass holders one taco a day. For yes. Days. I hate this. I Fuck hate the me future. Up. I hate the future that we live in. <laughs> You get and, yo. How much is it? Um, and I asked Dave Rudd. It's ten a month. God, That's those it? Four toilets. <laughs> ten a month. Wait, it's only ten dollars a month. Yeah, and you get a free taco every day. Yeah. No drinks though. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> I'm signing up literally right now. Don't do what? Don't do this. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I'm. I'm upset. Just in Heaven is a place on earth. It's the Taco Bell app. <laughs> we live here. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Live from the Pool House, where we are live from said pool house. Hi, I'm my name wet. is <laughs> My name is T.L. Foster, a five-star recruit from Bel Air Academy. Bel Air Prep, a, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> apparently there is no three-point lines. Um, <laughs> and I'm joined, of course, today by uh, Sonia Valentine. Yo, uh, I'm scouting some talent today, so be on your best behavior. Uh, and we are joined by Fanbyte's own and Corner 3's own, Nikki Grayson. I guess it's Hello. the same Malibu. Name, right? Yeah. <laughs> of Malibu. Um, actually, I legitimately graduated high school from Bel Air Prep. This is not a joke. This is not a comedy joke. This is legitimately real and true. We'll talk about it later, I guess, but it's actually true. Wait, Thank gonna... you for having me. <laughs> well, I'm looking up the school because I did not know it was an actual place. Well, yeah, I mean, all schools are places, right? Like, I mean, all schools are places. <laughs> You're, right. places. You're right. Oh, Pacific Hills School. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh. mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Sonia, what episode are we talking about today? So today we're watching season two, episode 15, My Brother's Keeper, which first aired January 13th, 1992. Uh, it was directed by Ellen Falcon and was written by Benny Richardberg Jr., and this episode, you ever try to go to five fast food joints on a city bus? <laughs> so, which I have tried. It's not fun. Thank God I, for I, DoorDash. <laughs> I live in a city where public transportation is a myth and a lie. Uh, <laughs> as someone who did not get a license until he was 27 years old, uh, I had to use a bus and it fucking sucks. So like, like I've been to LA, right? And LA actually has like transit. So like yeah, so here's the thing. There is the places that Will's friend goes to 
are not close to Will's house. Uh. I got that impression because it's like... Um, They're I, very far from Will's house. And wouldn't it be easier to just take a cab to all of these places? I don't uh, know. It's so bizarre <laughs> that it's such a weird opening gag because it's funny because the, the hot sauce joke is funny, which is like the whole build to the episode. But it doesn't make any sense no re <laughs> no person on earth even a high schooler would do this no. activity what was the food that was included like it, it was, was ribs fried chicken there were wings in there which i thought was redundant yeah. yeah a bean pie from like definitely had to have been south of pico like like there's no way there's no way right anyone <laughs> would do this it, it's just like it's food of like Hey, we're black. Like that's like the food was. It was yeah. just like I want you to know, like this is 1992. We are really black. It's so. It's also weird. Does why is there another similar black person to Will at the at the school they go to? Right. Yeah, I was wondering if he if if his friend does go to school there. Like because like for uh, in the first season we get the impression that. Will and Carlton are the only black students that go to Bel Air Prep. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, yes. And, and so he meets Jazz by going to South Central LA and just hanging out, basically. Yeah. And, like, we see in this episode that he also has, like, connections to the hood where he goes... Well, I sound like the whitest person alive when I say the hood. <laughs> yes, um, the hood. Of course. And so he goes I love to, to go to the hood. <laughs> I repped the hood. Anyway, so he he has, like, a, a barbershop he always goes to, and, like, people know him down there. So I think it's just, like, his way of getting um, getting the taste of Philly, uh, like, so having a community that isn't just, like, Bel Air focused. That's wild for a high schooler to be able to do. I don't, I mean, I, I mean, you... That's so why, like, no, it's wild. No, because, like, when I moved to Alabama, so I moved to Alabama, like, like around the same time, like, when Will moved to, L to L mm -hmm. L.A., right? And, like, yeah, after a year, you get, like, you meet the people, like, your friends, and you can build these relationships, especially, like, if you feel isolated in an area. Um, and plus, like, this guy's been interested. Like, he was in the um, the Bell Bill DeVoe episode, right? So, like. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he is someone they know. I just think, like, it, it just feels very funny to be, like, as soon as they let Will in, <laughs> the, the school was just, like, well, I mean, we let one in. Might as well just. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Might as well. The water's dirty. You feel me? <laughs> Might as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a good. It's a good opening gag. <laughs> yeah, it's a good opening gag. It's a lot of food, man. Like, yeah. it's so much food. It's so much food. Like, as like someone, like you're talking about sports. As someone who like played sports in high school, like, yeah, I ate. I did not eat like that much. That seems just like not great. Now we did like stupid things. Like I took creatine, which was like. Now I'm just like, oh, that wasn't a great thing to do either. But like, but were you eating? jacked? Um, no, I wasn't. Oh, I just retained damn. water. <laughs> the, the joke with creatine <laughs> is it just helps you retain water. You don't get jacked at all. Oh, what uh, the fuck is it for? I have to cancel some orders. It's, it's just like, oh, I need to bulk up. Oh, okay, you take creatine. You're just getting pudgy. Like you're getting like old man. Like like you like you know like how like older dudes like. They're strong, but because like they're old, they're like fat strong. That's what yes. creatine is. Why That's are exactly you shading creatine. Chris Jericho like this? 
Look, man, that was gonna I come for be, me. Yeah, I was say I'll be direct if I'm gonna shade Chris Jericho. <laughs> I hear look, some of us need to shave our heads. And maybe if you're the lead singer of Fozzie, your hairline shouldn't start all the way to the top of your temple. But <laughs> what can I say? Oh, but I uh, we jumped like this the intro scene, but um like there is another intro scene of Adviv and Uncle Phil um, oh, yeah. just hanging out like at home because no one's around. And I loved how lived in the characters are because there's a scene where uh, Will is complimenting Phil on like accepting him as one of his own kids. And he's like, yeah, you remember the times you told me to take the first plane back to Philly that uh, this is now and that yeah, was this morning. It's, like, it's a really good fucking joke. <laughs> it's a really good joke. There are a handful of like laugh out loud funny moments in this episode <laughs> for me personally. Um yeah, that was that was the first one that got me. Got me. Oh yeah, like I really love like this, like because it's not so much a sitcom anymore. Like the characters have become their own thing. Yeah, and... the, yeah, the cadence is not NBC comedy. That right. which is what this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And... It's like if you look at it like compared to like Cheers or like Frasier, like something at that time. Yeah, it's just like exactly. it, the beats just so different. I will say though, like now being in my mid thirties, which I I could say now fully in my mid-30s the the prospect of sitting at home with my partner and then a child of mine walking in with seven other people yeah i know that's fucking nuts <laughs> that's nuts like i would just be like no like, plan your plan your evenings better a and also like no way they're no way the house and everything <laughs> well and uh, i guess have... it was the 90s though they didn't have phones <laughs> i guess yeah i guess well, and it's also like the, you hear that they got kicked out of six other people's houses so. yeah <laughs> so yeah so it had been, so maybe it was like nine <laughs> and these kids were still rolling um yeah that, um, that that's a it's a really good bit but I also like that after the last basketball episode where Carlton and Will were at odds on being the, on the same team, Carlton has now become Will's manager and kind of like the manager of the team. And I think he does really he does really good to, together because like he's managed Will to like a, a scout worthy game. And so, like, he calls out Will for eating terribly while he's in training and reminds him that they have to check out the rival team's game that night. So uh, is I, one question I wanted to ask you um, mm-hmm. is high school basketball this no. serious uh okay uh, yes well. oh it absolutely is in, <laughs> yeah. in la it absolutely is that yeah. serious um there's some i mean this is like i'm 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 mostly talking out of my ass here but this the number is right i would be willing to say that most of the top like 500 recruits in the country like into college basketball are from Southern California or like at least like two fifths or like a fifth or two fifths of that 500 group, I would say are actually in Southern California. Yeah. So like uh, it is that serious down in LA. Yeah. Like you, cause like, like Nikki's right. Like the, the big hotbed for basketball. Cause like, this is all like preparatory stuff. So like, I'm very interested, like you, Sonia, someone who's not been like kind of in, ingrained in like, weird american preparatory school stuff <laughs> yes. like because like a school like bel air prep or the school like this that marcus went to yeah. would be like considered basketball or sports farms and like there are legitimate schools here that will like kind of work like 
man. Okay, there's a lot to explain. There's a thing called AAU, right? Like, so yes. you know, like traveling, uh, like the traveling hockey team in yes. Canada, right? Where like that's all you do is hockey. Well, here in the states, um, basketball specifically, there's a thing called AAU. Kind of the same thing, like traveling teams. What happened, like starting towards like the '90s, is a lot of these schools started becoming basically like high school preps that are just like these. AAU teams, but it's just basketball, right? So like Oak Hill Academy, which is is, what Pacific Hills, nay Bel Air prep legitimately was. (laughs) Um, But yeah, continue. Yeah. Like Oak Hill Academy is a very big, well-known one. Um, Like there's just like those schools, like, like Nikki said, they just, all they do is they legit recruit these kids from AAU and bring them to these schools and they find ways for them to play. And like uh, mod- modern day in is like the football ex- like equivalent mm-hmm. high school. Um, modern day like feeds into ev- like basically every single D one college um, football program in the country. And the high school is like less of a high school more than it is a professional high school team that is bankrolled by professional athletes who donate money to modern day once they have graduated modern day. And then made it into the professionals. Oh, so it's like they're it's a private alumni. school. Yeah, yeah like, and their yeah. alumni are basically bankrolling the school, and it's like a farm for college football. But now, isn't there like ways, like, um, for example, like you have to live in the same school district as your school here? I there's think. a lot. There's a lot of ways. So private school doesn't matter, right? Um, which I think both of these schools are. Yeah, but also. In Southern California, if you're good at basketball, those rules kind of melt away. (laughs) They figure out how to make the rules not important. Like, they will find someone... It was especially difficult in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. But it was, like, uh, they will find someone on the school's payroll who can put their address down for this child and be like, yeah, I definitely live in Beverly Hills. Right. Um, and then that would be how the child like they're yeah that's would be how they would be able to enroll in the school by lying about their address and well yeah like focusing on this like we forgot to mention so this episode focuses on will's beef with a student named marcus stokes who is played that he doesn't know before the beginning of this episode (laughs) who is played by alan payne who uh played uh lance rodman on the malcolm jamal warner show uh that we don't talk about talk about and g money in new city so marcus is the star player of malibu prep school who will initially writes off as a preppy until will finds out that marcus is from the hood and buses 20 miles to malibu every day to attend school well no technically he runs uh and he also has which is is, first of all he doesn't second of all there's no fucking way it is it is literally he would have to wake up at 5 a.m to get to school every day but that's probably what he does and he wouldn't get to back home from school until eight. Right. Like, there I, is <laughs> no way he's that good at basketball and has those keeps those hours. I would say if he could do that, honestly, Georgetown would not have been the school that would have been. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Would have been. Yeah, there. he would. He would. He would be on the redeem team <laughs> if that was if those were his abilities. He, the man just lied to Will. 
Yeah, and he also has a son that appears to be under the age of That five. child, okay. How old is that kid, gang? <laughs> right. I'm saying five because like I bring five, up, Okay, uh, so uh, he's five years old. No, Sonia, we're gonna talk we're gonna follow this line. <laughs> this yeah. child is five years old, which makes him a high school and he is a high school senior if he's being recruited by a college. So he's 17 ish. Minus five years from the age of 17. The 16 is 11 or 12. Which does happen. Um like because I, I like I put this in the notes too. If we assume Marcus is seventeen and Junior is like four, Marcus was young when that That's kid was born. Nuts. Yeah, and like uh in my in my on my res, like this sort of thing did happen, but mm. it also is kind of weird, uh like cause you never find out if Junior's mother is in the picture, but I think it says a lot about who Marcus is as a person that he is like so active in his kid's life. I, yeah, I think it I doesn't think... to a point where it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, There's like, literally no way. How do you, how who was taking to... care of this child? His it's mom, like, probably. I'm thinking, like, to, or his sisters. To be good enough, again, we're at the time Georgetown. This is a yes. big school. This is like the Patrick <laughs> Union, uh, Patrick Ewing era of Georgetown. Like this is one of the biggest schools in 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 the United States. For that coach to go there, he has to be a next level talent. How? With like this is this is not even Michael Jordan. No, it's not Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, like we haven't even talked about the basketball in this episode, which I would actually say is worse than the basketball scene in Catwoman because of how much they show it. But like they're so you have to suspend or like for me at least the level of like suspension of disbelief my brain had to do on this episode of the fresh prince of bel-air <laughs> was unreal oh it was just God. an unbelievable mcu movie caliber levels of suspension of disbelief <laughs> Well, and I love how you guys are both talking like university scouts. Like you're like the, he wouldn't be able to do <laughs> no. that, but because <laughs> he wouldn't. Here's the thing: this I is knew the kids like that. They wouldn't. <laughs> Here, the, the I, thing, I was 17 once. <laughs> the thing that's the thing that's like watching this episode and like having like so I've I've done like I I used to I used to like do assistant coaching uh, at at a junior college level. I have been around scouting my whole life right dad cousins like family like i've just been through it for a for for the head coach of a division one team to come to your school to watch you and it be a like hey this guy is coming for the newspaper to write letters about you you are like a next level thing especially in a place like los angeles like nikki said that just has talent everywhere yeah it's it's reggie miller Reggie Miller was like really good. It yeah. wasn't like talked like this. Like his sister, so like Cheryl Miller, like was in the newspaper was a big deal because she scored a hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and by the way, since we're bringing up stats, Will Statline, unreal. There's, that's Nuts. literally he, he's like he's like what is it thirty? He's like a thirty thirty. He he, like, he did a he had a uh, thirty eighteen and twelve. 30, is is the is the stat line that he gives the barber? It to me. I don't get it. Thirty no. points, eighteen rebounds, which is like when you get the ball off of a miss, and twelve assists, which is where he, like in hockey, um, just an unreal stat line. But I also was like, 
there's no way. But then I thought about it. The court is seven feet by 18 feet. So if you're running up and down the court every eight seconds, because the court's so small, of course you score that many points in a high school basketball game. But Nicky, it's not just that he scored the points. It's he's scoring the points. Also getting assists. So 30 points with no three-point line. I, I no three-point line. So like these are all these are all either getting like and ones or like he is just dominating paint, but he's also getting those assists and also getting those rebounds. Also, there's no way that these two are the centers for their team, too. No and way. Do, like this is it's this nuts. is literally if these stats were real, the rest of the show should be will going to whatever college he yeah would whatever want to college you wanted to yeah like he's not putting up these nu- you're exactly right he is not putting up these numbers and still living in that house no. yeah he's not putting up those numbers and having to move to Bel Air yeah like yeah exactly it's not like he it's not like he moved to Bel Air and then became that good at basketball. But like, um, I think that's something that comes up too later in this um, this episode because the way you guys talk about it is making me think about what Marcus like. And I know, uh, I know that TL said later, like earlier before we started recording, that he hated the end of the episode for what Marcus so says. But I think it mm-hmm. make, makes sense because um, there's also a family members, a family matters episode about when Eddie might be able to go pro if he gets to like a specific university. And he actually has a former NBA guy come and talk to him um, and say, like, the second he hurt his leg he and couldn't play anymore, he was abandoned. And I think that's something that Marcus knows. And so he's like, he's trying to make sure that no matter where he can, where he goes, he takes what he needs from it to keep going. It's yeah. like what we, what we talked about with, like... Um, Mick Foley saying that he won't watch wrestling videos of people unless they've graduated from university and have a backup plan. Right. No, I get that. Right. And I'm a very huge proponent of like, Hey, if you get a chance to go to college, you know, do it or whatever. But here's where, here's where one Marcus's speech makes no sense to me. Yeah. In, in like where I like, it just doesn't jive with me. So again, Marcus and will are being looked at to be scouted. By yeah, Georgetown. Georgetown University. <laughs> Georgetown University, who at the time of this episode had Alonzo Mourning, had uh, Larry Johnson, had, oh no, not Larry Johnson, sorry, Larry Johnson didn't go there. It was Alonzo Mourning, uh, but this had Patrick Ewing like a couple of years ago. Like this is, a te- this is a school that just literally would bring players to the NBA. It's the reason why uh, Allen Iverson went there, right? Let's say they're not good enough to, to get to Georgetown, but they're on Georgetown's radar. Uh, radar. You're right. Anything can happen. Lynn Bias is a, like, perfect, like, literally anything can happen. However, we are two years away from Kevin Garnett being the first player to leave right from high school to go to the NBA. If they are this good, they would just go right to the NBA. And yeah. even if it's, like, not, like, you could still go back and get your degree. It's just... To me, it was like, oh, this will be my thing to get into college. No, dude, you if you're this good, you could write whatever college you want to go to. You don't and, have to play in the NBA. And it was so much easier to steal or be paid to attend a college 
1992, <laughs> before the NCAA, like, gave a shit about the players getting paid. Like, there was so, there's so much money involved in, like, this high level of high school sports that, like, should be talked about more because these players should be getting paid. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's so much money, even in 1992 or 1993, whenever this is, there is so much money around like getting players to go to a place that no part of this episode if you like think about it for longer than 15 seconds makes any sense (laughs) well and i'm just wondering so say like will got to go to georgetown would georgetown pay for him to go to school in lieu of paying him yes he would not be he would not be responsible for tuition while he was there and that's what that's what marcus is that the guy's name Yeah. yeah that's what marcus is saying at the end He's like, even if he's like, I know I'm good enough to be able to get a full ride somewhere, even if it's not Georgetown. Like, that's the that's the the conceit of like his speech is that like, even if I do break my ankle, I know I'm good enough that a school in this country will give me a flyer for long enough to get an engineering degree and play basketball. But no 17 year old. In the United States of America in 1993, <laughs> thinks that way. Also, especially, especially if my guy is 17 with a four-year-old. Also, here's the fallacy in his idea. Most people don't know this. Most con- most like of those full-ride scholarships, they're year-to-year scholarships. Let's yes. say Marcus does go to Georgetown, and let's say he like. Does a Paul George, right? And just like messes himself up and can't play. Oh man, John Thompson, mm, I'm not gonna renew that contract. I'm not gonna renew that scholarship next year. Guess you gotta pay for college. Like, so that's like it, it's it, there's no there is no security blanket. Like the idea should have been like, oh hey, I don't actually need this. I've been studying and here are the grants that I had. Yeah. You know, I just like playing basketball. That would have been the better scene then. I'm using this to get to college because that's still unrealistic because at any time you can lose that contract, that scholarship. Yeah. Well, and I think this was written by people who don't know that. Yes. Because like, I don't know that. And like, um, I think this episode was written with the intention of making Marcus a mirror of will in that, like, of course, like Marcus what could have happened to will. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which is absolutely like what the rest of the episode, because I, I think like I haven't just from my memory of watching this program, I think Will doesn't meet anybody that is, like you said, Sonia, that much of a mirror to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also that um, I think Marcus is the same way because Marcus is finally meeting somebody. Because like if you, like I am like the way you talk about this, it, it changes my opinion of it. Like because I, I did not know that there was that many talented basketball players in LA. Mm-hmm. So like this maybe have changed, but um, seeing the type of play, uh, the type of teams that Will played against in past ba- basketball episodes while at prep school, it made me think that there weren't enough. Like the reason why he's so good at it is because he didn't have a challenge that faced him and marcus is the first challenge he he encounters in this like because we we all know that will in this show is brilliant but lazy and so Mm. when he's when he's hit with um something he can't just charm his way out of he tends to be kind of defeated really easily and stuff he's like one of those kids that's like given everything when they're young and then when they have real struggles they're like oh no i can't do this and so i always felt that marcus was 
Marcus was happy to have somebody he could actually see if he was good enough against. And Will was like, uh, really wanted the same thing. But once he found out that uh, Marcus had a kid, he was like, okay, Marcus needs this more than I do. Which is also like, it's a, it's it. weird. It's I weird, get man. it. It's weird. <laughs> it's because so weird. like, even, even you are a hundred percent correct. That is how they, that is how the creators intended it. And that is how most of, most of the world, when they watched this episode, read it. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, there's yeah. no way this. Okay, I will on that point though. The scene where um like Will shows up to like watch Marcus play in that game, um, and they have like their their fucking insult off, mm-hmm. uh, like after like thirty seconds after the game. Which also Marcus is the smartest person in America if he played a high school basketball game that good and then immediately had the wherewithal to go down with will on the half court line um <laughs> like they do well and it gives you a, like a, i like this little bit of writing um i like the part that he is able to um like uh, uh, so the taunt off um, you, yes. It gives you an earlier pe- earlier peek into who Marcus actually is, because he's able to keep up with both. Uh, he's able to keep up with Will, and, and they're both able to laugh off the taunts that they're giving. Yeah, and yeah. I, I really like that little bit of writing. I think that was really cute. Um, yeah. Marcus I, is definitely not like Kevin Durant. Kevin yeah. Durant yeah. would have he would have been so mad, and then he'd have been like, "What? What do you mean? What are you, what are you doing those jokes for?" <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then he would have made a burner account and said something. But I, I think the thing that immediately, like, kind of for me again, you have to like when you watch TV, you obviously have to do a level of suspension of disbelief. But I think this episode asks too many questions of me specifically, Nicholas Grayson, <laughs> because the whole build up. Because then they, they, Will has this. Uh, he goes. He takes a nap after fine. So okay, they have the the face off. They go to the barber shop. At the barber shop, they do they like it cut Marcus apparently, and they haven't met somehow, even though they go to the same barber shop. Finds out that Marcus is there, and then Marcus's child walks in, and then Marcus is like, "Oh fuck!" Or no, sorry, Will is like, Will, "Oh yeah. fuck!" Marcus has a child, um, and then Will takes a nap, and during that nap, he has a dream, um, where Will has a child. And is like for some reason taking the child everywhere. Um, I, yeah, like which is wild. Where, yeah, where he has to he has to take a shot, and the baby carriage is actually preventing him from like shooting properly. Yeah. And like so, it's just basically showing him how he would react if he had a kid at Marcus's age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Adam Silver. These are good rules to add to the NBA. I agree. Like, Look, uh, COVID has wrecked the NBA this year. Uh, most teams are just trying to get anyone in. Mm-hmm. Players should just not have to, like, if they have a baby, they have to put the baby on the court. Baby has uh, to be on the court. That's, <laughs> you got to get 10 guys out there. You got to <laughs> have 10 guys. It doesn't even matter. You well, got to have 10 I, bodies on the court. You, like, the baby, like, you, uh, right now we're in positionless basketball as it is, right? Jokic right. is a center, but he passes like a point guard. So we make a new position, which is baby. like a baby guard. Baby yeah, guard. Baby guard. Um, and the baby guard's the baby on the other team. Well, no, no, no. It guard, they guard the perimeter. You put the baby guard at the perimeter, mm-hmm. and you have to shoot. Like, to make a three count, like Steph Curry, you're going to be the MVP. Okay, you have to shoot over this baby. 
That's true. <laughs> that's how you get. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a Dunk lot of sense. Dunk on the baby. That makes a lot Dunk of sense. Dunk on the baby. Think about the posters. Dunk, Dunk on the baby. The or baby. What if the baby is a baby Dikembe Mutombo? Exactly. Not really easy to dunk on a baby. No, it's a really long baby. <laughs> it's a really long baby. It's like um, the bowl bowl of babies. But speaking you know of that fucked dream, up. Oh, go wait, ahead, sorry. sorry. You know what's fucked up? What's you don't that? describe a person as being tall <laughs> until they can stand. So like, if a baby is big, you're like, that's a long baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You don't no one's ever called a baby tall. Before, right. yeah, until they become it's like a, a it's a long baby. So Dikembe Mutombo was a really <laughs> long baby. <laughs> like he's a fish. I mean, until wait, he could you... stand up, at which point he became a tall toddler. <laughs> wait, are you imagining like when he was birthed? It was like oh, yeah, like your... look looked like <laughs> looked like a, looked like a uh, a Fallout character when you <laughs> when you increase their size, just stretching out immediately. Long and stringy like a pasta noodle. <laughs> it's oh like, my here's, God. Your, here's your 36-inch baby. Yeah. <laughs> here you go. Uh, but speaking of the dream, I love the, the random shot of Carlton as Don King. Um, and I often use that line he has where he says, take this $1,000 bill and wipe your baby's nose. I often use that in my real life. Uh, but I love that little sequence just because it shows like uh, that Will, of course, being a teenager, is not ready to have a child. And I think it, like, um, I think this episode, yeah, like, kind of falls flat in that, like, because he, he lets Marcus win at the end. And so there's this huge discussion at the end where uh, Marcus calls him out and says, like, why did you let me go past you? And Will talks Which, about, but like, it's, yeah, it's but so you're, like, you're right. Like, you're so, you're so, so you're so right. You're so right. And that is the thing. That is what happened in the episode. You are so right. <laughs> but uh, for it, no part of that drive makes any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. He it's- stops at the top of the key for like 30 fucking seconds while Will Smith looks him dead in the eye and then looks to the side and looks him dead in the eye and looks him to the side and looks dead in the eye. And then... Marcus is like, I'm going to take it to the hoop. And then Will Smith goes for the ball. That's why it doesn't make any sense when Marcus is like, why didn't you fucking try? Will Smith does try. He just does it late. There's also, like, I can see, again. There's also eight guys in the paint, by the way. He has help side defense. If you're Will, the basketball play is to slack off. Let him get in there a little bit more, and then yeah, you go for the ball. But there's help and then and like your Will's not gonna take the foul at the top of the key. <laughs> like let one of your taller guys take the foul because you're scoring the fucking points. And if they score the foul, they call the whistle. They call the play dead. There might still be time on the clock. But Nikki, there is no other. There is no one taller because these two, these two are the fucking centers. This is the most frustrating basketball game. I don't see like. <laughs> They the point. The I'm saying it's is, worse than it's worse than Catwoman. <laughs> like people don't yeah. talk about this because I hadn't seen this episode in 20 years. <laughs> but this is the worst filmed scene of basketball ever. It's worse. I than, think it was written by people who don't play it too. So. Well, and shot in a building it, where there's no basketball. <laughs> I think that the wildest part about this is I don't know where they could have shot this. That. The building looked that much like a school. So it reminds me of 
what the fuck was that NBC? There used to be an NBC uh, Bell uh, um, uh, Saved by the Bell like that was about basketball. Hanging but do you Mr. think Cooper? they use the same set? It's the same set. It is it's the same the set. Same so it's set. just a, so it's just a an, a set on the Universal lot that is a For quote ba- a high school yeah. basketball court, but it is only twenty five feet long. Well, the, um, is there gym school like so? Gym, gym uh, basketball gym and gyms basketball courts and gyms are smaller than like say an NBA court or like what's no the, they're what's they're the, the, same, they're the, the same the, the regulations like they're the same size. The only difference is how far away the three point line is from the hoop. But a basketball court everywhere has the same dimensions. So Nikki, the show I was thinking of is yes. a show called Hang Time. Oh, I thought it was hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh, No, that's a different show. Um, Also a basketball coach. But (laughs) hang time, um, the head coach is played by one Reggie Theus. Wow. Basketball player. Yeah. Uh, So, um, yeah. What Dick Buckus is in this movie. (laughs) Or is in this TV show. Is Dick Dick Buckus is he's another coach. He's the football coach. That's incredible. Anthony Anderson. It was on, on for show. five years. <laughs> I have to watch this Anthony and like this is bigger Anthony Anderson. Once too. you're done with this show, you need to pivot to this show. <laughs> wait, My time I, in the fucking clubhouse. It's a hang time rewatch podcast. <laughs> wait, like is wait. Okay, wait, hold on. Now I'm down here. I'm down. I'm in here now. Dick Buckus becomes the basketball coach? For what reason? <laughs> Does so, Reggie die? <laughs> like, Anthony Anderson plays basketball on this show, I thinking. Like, I, I, but this is like bigger, like, this is not like, like blackish, slender Anthony Anderson. This is like bigger dude Anthony Anderson. It's like, I, yeah, this Nikki, is I think nuts. this is, this is, I think, I think, I, but it's I the same I, set. It is, is the number of times I was like, hiding behind my eyes on like slow motion plays. There was a lot of slow motion in this episode, by the way, which I think yes. thought looked awful. Um, <laughs> the number of times I was like, Oh my God, one of these actors is going to fucking brain themselves on this cement wall. That is three and a half feet from the baseline. I was like, someone's going to kill themselves here. Also the front row of the stands is on the court. Wow. Isn't that the way things work? Well, I I know I brought this up in another basketball episode, but like isn't the the front row of any NBA game super close to the they're game? They're close, anyway? but yeah. their feet are behind the basketball line. Okay. Where the sport is being played, there's one line and then on the other side of that line is where the people sit. In this one, the feet of the people who are sitting at courtside are on the court. Right. Like it's it's legitimately a hazard. It's a hazard. It's legitimately a hazard. Also, none of this episode makes any sense because if Will Smith performed as well as he does in this basketball game and the Georgetown person was also at the game, they both did fucking incredibly. <laughs> like like it, it, of course one of them had to lose. It's a basketball game. Right. They lost by 1 point. And it was clear that both of those two guys were doing all of the work. Like nobody loses in this situation. They have to, <laughs> you have to do so much work to be like, you know what? The stakes are really high. Will you're right. 
in season two of this television program, Will Smith, the stakes are really high. <laughs> it's, it's like it just it what it presumes is, hey guys, most schools one full ride scholarship. Yeah, God, no, there's hundreds of them for so many schools. It's just you just get one, only well, one if like, you could come here. And it's probably like they probably take them both, like so that they could play together, probably or something they, like that, or like because like it's, that would be y- yes, you are right. <laughs> that is a move happens. that they would absolutely make. So, the Georgetown coach at the end of the game would have been like, "Oh, they were really they talked to each other at the end. Does that mean they're friends?" And then would have asked the coach, and then the coach trying to get their child into a division one basketball school would be like, yeah, they're absolutely their best friends. They talk all the fucking time. They <laughs> fucking love each other. Dude. They cannot leave each other's houses. Recruit both of them. I don't care to take this one at least literally in the NBA. So like, this will be like a year later in the NBA. Shaq got the Orlando magic to pass on grant. No, on Chris Weber. Because he liked Penny Hardaway because they did blue chips together. No, now was he that wrong? It's a, a thing that happened. Was he wrong? Yes. <laughs> right. He was. He was. Jack and Chris Webber. Just because You're he, right. he was in blue chips. So, yes, you could have gotten both of them. Uh, like, I am learning a lot. So I'm sorry if I'm quiet a lot of this episode. No, I no, I feel bad. <laughs> Because, like, no reasonable person, unlike TL and I, who are not reasonable normal people, <laughs> absolutely not. No reasonable person would watch this episode and then record forty-two minutes of this. Yes, of being <laughs> angry at the fake basketball. Yeah, basketball like, play. yeah, like our our issue with this episode is literally not with any of the content of the episode. It's with the entirety of the conceit of the episode, which is that if Will Smith this is this good at basketball, the television program is not about Will Smith doing the things that he's doing over the course of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> you know, like, it would have... You could have done the same episode, right? Just the, literally the exact same episode and just be like, oh, hey, this is our rival. And, like, I heard this guy's really cold. Da, da, da. You could have the same conversations that have been had. Yeah. You just didn't have to put the college prep stuff in. Yes, you're absolutely right. Without the... Oh, my God. Holy <laughs> shit. That's incredible television <laughs> writing. You are... If you take the college scout out, none of it fucking matters. None of it matters. Wow. It's a better show. It's a better oh, episode. It doesn't our, fucking matter. This is our rival. Of course, they would go to the same barbershop. They're the same fucking yeah. rivals. Everything works. Wow. And even like, why did you give me up? Oh, you know, I don't care about like about this game. You know, I don't really care about this game. I'm going to do this. This is what I have planned. This game doesn't mean that much to me. It's the same thing. You didn't have to tie it to you. Wow. Because you're going to college. That's incredible. <laughs> or it I can't believe been... you fixed this episode of television. <laughs> well, and it could have just been about how, um, like, they could have left a kid out and they could have left. It could have just been how Will had been coasting for so long and he finally met a real challenge in Marcus. Yeah. yeah. As and soon they as they have... made it, as soon as they made it too big, it just throws, it ruins the whole episode. They made it way too big. It just wow. sometimes sometimes yeah the like stakes Marvel. don't always have to be that high right like, <laughs> because gonna... yeah right you're right because now the question that i'm asking is if in episode this was episode 15 of season two yeah. yeah episode one of season three 
what ha- what happens? The school year has gone past. Is Will Smith going to play basketball in college or no? Right. Because that's the question I sh- I'm asking as a watcher. If he was getting probably recruited by Georgetown in the beginning of the year. It was, it was, it's literally the biggest school in America at the time. It's it. Here's how big the school was. Who wrote this episode? I'm writing a letter. <laughs> here's here's how big this the school was, Sonia. Um, but Monty Jones, who's one of the best sports people, uh, said like when he was growing up, he legitimately thought Georgetown was an HBCU because yes. it was like the biggest school and like kind of like the blackest school at the time. Which like, is why they picked Georgetown. <laughs> yeah. By the way, like Georgetown is like. All of that cultural cachet, yes, but also they picked Georgetown for that specific reason, right? Ugh. Um, because why wouldn't they go to UCLA? Why wouldn't they go to UCLA? <laughs> it's so it's such it's a way easier fucking question to ask. It's a bigger, it's an easier conceit. And hey, why? Yeah, he, why are they? Why is Georgetown? If he's that good, <laughs> that good, UCLA is. The so Sonia UCLA is the school of college basketball. If you actually look at the history of college basketball, like from nineteen, I think nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy three, literally undefeated. John yeah, one the, of <laughs> one of the people responsible for the popular the popularity of the sport of basketball in the United States of America was the coach, and I guess globally was the coach of UCLA basketball. In the mid, like the mid nine, or the mid nine, like the the mid nineties, the mid nineteen hundreds, so the fifties, sixties, right. and seventies. They, they, it's they were so dominant, they had to ban the dunk. Yeah, because of UCLA. Why wouldn't you just use UCLA? Why not? Like, because I'm looking up who wrote this episode. So it was Benny so it R. Correct. Richburg. Benny Jr. Benny R. R. Richburg. Richburg. Address Los Angeles. (laughs) Well, because how to send the letter. uh, He also wrote on Martin and like a bunch of other shows, so he should have known better. But I think this is probably like executive meddling type stuff. Damn, Mm. I found him. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) still alive. Don't. He's uh, represented by uh, UT. Wait. Okay. Now he sued his agents Mm. in two thousand. And eight, do you want to hear about how that case went? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely. Uh, well, y'all keep talking. I have to find the legal document. <laughs> okay. um, oh, well, and I like I do like this episode because I think that um, I did like Marcus a lot. Like Marcus, like I know oh, like yeah. he's supposed to be like a Superman type character where like everything he does is perfect, but I think like. Um, the maturity of him in this, I guess it probably is due to the actor too, because the actor portrays him with such maturity that I didn't feel that he, he was like out of his league, if that makes sense. And so like, I, and I was really rooting for him too, because he, he seems like somebody who's lived a really full life in such a short amount of time. He seems like an incredible person. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, that's why I really like that. He seemed like, um, like, his background of where he grew up and like his mother having been raised by a single mother with all these kids, like his background hadn't hardened his heart. It made him more aware of how to use the system to his advantage. And yeah. I like that. So no, like, I, I think that's why I dig him. 
Yeah, no, Alan Payne's a really good actor. Like, he um, does, like, a lot. Like, all the stuff he does now is, like, the Tyler Perry stuff. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's like, a dad on Tyler Perry. Like, kind of plays, like, the same character. But, like, I, like sometimes you just need people that can do that, Listen, right? If the, like, ca- if the check's cash, you can, I'll say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame my brother for doing anything like this. Oh, yeah, exactly. If the I... check's cash and you have to do the same thing you've been doing for 20 years, yeah, bet. I'll do it. Right. He like, was on uh, a different world too. Wow. Yeah. Well, playing the same character he played on the Malcolm Jamal War. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going to the same well. Um, <laughs> what is he doing now? Oh, I was going to say, Nikki, though. I was going to say, yes. this guy with, Mar- with Marcus. Is this a prototypical uh, Steph? Is this, is this Steph? He shoots so far. From- okay. But here's the thing, right? <laughs> will also shoots from the outside a lot. The thing that doesn't make any it's hard to contextualize is because the court is so fucking small and there's no three-point line. You can't tell how how far away the basket is from where they're shooting because this court's so small, those all might be mid-range jumpers. We don't know. So maybe. Maybe. I also think. Also, no one else played defense. <laughs> no one else played. There were ten guys defense. on the fucking court, but the only person, the only two people playing basketball were Will Smith and Marcus. The other thing that I thought was a man funny <laughs> was like, do you think Will Smith, person who is whose name is like on the show, uh-huh. you think like you just do the you end it on the Rocky Three? We don't know what happened. In the- no, the the closing is. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna actually show this. Oh, I'm gonna show you, you missed this shot, which was a horrible shot, by the yeah. way. Not a good shooter. And then Will makes the shot, and it's like, okay, I'm done. It's like, didn't have to. And then that the part. and then the crew laughs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, a really weird end to the episode. It's a really weird end. <laughs> it's a really bizarre ending to the episode. Also, why was Will in there by himself? I stopped this episode uh, multiple times to to the chagrin of the person I watched it with to look at the clocks to figure out what time the game happened and how long Will had been in the gym by himself before Phil comes in and is like, hey, Will, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I stopped the when I think the game started at two something and assuming that a high school basketball game is like an hour and 15 minutes. That puts them at three-ish. The clock says four-ish when Will's in there. So it's plausible. But I just thought that that was a really really, uh, weird bit of attention to detail. (laughs) Here's here's the thing I don't... I just... I literally just thought about this. And now I'm even... You're getting me there, Nikki, because I'm Happy to help. You're welcome. It's been a long day. (laughs) So... They, Will is upset that he lost, but th- this wasn't a championship game or no, even an it's important. The fifth, it's, just, it's the fifth it's game just, of this season. It's just they go, re- oh, they go such great length to like, be like, we're four and zero oh in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Again, doing the thing where it's your crosstown rival, it makes sense of I'm going to shoot these baskets and I'm done. Like Kobe, Kobe beating Bryant, the yeah. most competitive motherfucker in the face of the earth <laughs> would it be like oh damn i lost the fifth game of the season guess i gotta shoot in the gym like 
What? Who cares? It's not that important. It's not that important. <laughs> it's not that serious. Oh my god, this is getting me like this is tickling me so you should, much. Hey, yo, you should be mad. <laughs> <laughs> you should be mad, mad at this at this man. What's his name? <laughs> Benny Richburg. <laughs> I'm coming to find you. <laughs> I just have some parody, questions. Parody, parody. Parody allegedly. Allegedly. I'm going to allegedly come find you and allegedly ask you some questions. Parody allegedly. Oh my like it'll be so funny. It's like this episode came out like what 30 years ago, and you're gonna be like, Oh yeah, you remember your episode of Fresh Brands? Yeah, Yeah. I I expect a full deconstruction of the HBO Max uh the HBO Max reboot of this program. I expect a three episode arc explaining how dumb this specific episode was no what they're gonna do it's gonna be fucking like i'm i've been very much i am not looking forward to bel air no it it looks really bad to me um uh but that's me people are gonna find enjoyment out of it but you know they're gonna go full hog on oh will smith's like the top prep school recruit that's they're going to go what no what they're gonna do is do you uh did you play nba 2k Whichever one Spike Lee did, Live in the Dream. Uh, yes. yes that, was eight, that was 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. Um, his friend's going to get killed. And then the ghost friend is going to show up. Like they're just going to, they're going to accidentally, no person on that staff will have ever heard of or seen <laughs> uh, Spike Lee's Live in the Dream from uh, NBA 2K17 or 18 or whatever. Um, but there will be a three-episode arc that is the exact same as the storyline of that well, video will game's the, single player. Will the friend be from Philly, or will the friend be somebody he? Will it, it's oh just. My it's, God, will it's, it be Jazz in this? In this will universe? it be Jazz? No, it, it won't be because you still have to keep Jazz. It won't be Jazz. It'll be like a friend he'll just meet. Yeah, he'll be, yeah he'll meet him at the beginning of the season, and he'll be dead by episode eight. Yes. <laughs> It'll be cornflake because it's like it's got to be like a white dude, but who's also straight. So it'll be corn like cornflake will be dead, and he'll be like, like he'll he he sound, he'll sound like like what like these TikTokers who like is a white guy who tries to sound like they're black, and that yeah. would be how he goes. The yeah, and then and then basically the end of the episode is be like, listen, what am I really worrying about? It's not that it's life is way more important. I got I'm being so mean to Carlton all the time. <laughs> I'm, call, I'm saying that Carlton's not black. I gotta stop saying that. <laughs> oh, I, man, I'm not, I, now I'm going gonna watch to, the episode. It's gonna, everything, it's gonna happen. That's why you're mad. Everything's gonna disappoint me if that's not the plot of the story. I listen, listen. That's just what it's gonna be. Come yeah. back, listen. If you're listening to this episode, fucking when tweet at show, us. When that in show two years, out, when that show comes out, you're gonna. There's gonna be the line. Well, Carlton, you're not really black. I oh, know what's going to happen. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Man, this episode that was largely about uh, like a heart, uh, um, like a heart- inspiring kid uh, doing good this made you guys so angry. <laughs> Look, Nikki and I have just been mad. And we got just a few bad out of episode. <laughs> Man, I want you guys to go scout some kids now too. So if you <laughs> never again, I, this, I, I, I will learn. never do scouting ever. That shit is it's wild. It's weird. <laughs> Me and my I was just talking another thing. I was just talking to my dad today because I just watched like uh, a football player, uh, Delonte Adams was talking about like he was like giving you know 
quotes like, oh, what kind of uh, drills do you do? He's just like, I run routes. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I, I, yeah. Do the, I, do, I play bass. <laughs> I play football. I play football. And I was just like, yeah, that's, um, that's recruiting. It's just like, everyone's like, oh, this person can do this. This, uh, can I watch them play basketball? Can I watch them play football? Oh, they're good at football. Then they're going to translate. That's the, that's the, <laughs> that's the trick that no one tells you. Everything doesn't matter. Are they good at it? No. Um, so yeah, that's this episode. What, what an uh, angry episode. Man, an angry I, did episode not, I did not realize like a, a small court would get you guys so riled up here. Look, okay, so I'm going to say, Sonia, um, you have to realize both Nikki and I are not enjoying the NBA season this year. Uh, well, because uh, there isn't one, right? No, there yeah, is one. Yeah, they're not. Nope, nope, you're right. <laughs> nope, they are, aren't. They decided to skip this one, um, which uh, is wild. You're was, 100% correct. Here's, here's what was fun. Uh, for a good two weeks, started the season. The Knicks were great. We had a meme. <laughs> you're actually in the process of doing a come from behind victory. I don't know if you're. Are we really? Yeah, you are. Uh, I, I, I can't. It's like the Hawkeye. Can't, can't give me hope. Um, <laughs> and uh, me hope. <laughs> uh, Nikki's Lakers um, are propelled by. A uh, 37-year-old man who, who mm-hmm. is, is tired I, I, and I is growing no, more tired every day. And you can watch it happen on TV. Like <laughs> I, I have no – no, no. Rusty Russin. Uh, Rusty Russin is what's actually happening. Yes. And, t- and, and LeBron be aging. Aging is- so, so much. Uh, so it just – it just – it built up, so – but yeah, yeah. Um, that's so. Episode. Here we uh, we come to the end of our basketball podcast. <laughs> uh, so, Nikki, what would you live. like? To, what would you like to promote? What, what stuff would you like to promote? Um, I don't know. Listen to this podcast because it's good and fun. Um, if this is your first episode and you're listening because I'm on it, you should go back and listen to the other episodes because it's a good podcast. Uh, so I'm promoting this podcast. That's what I have to promote this week. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to reciprocate that. Uh, hey, if you are listening to this and you haven't heard Nikki talk about basketball before and get equally mad, go download Corner 3. Uh, it is legitimately uh, one of my favorite podcasts. Like, Thank I'm just you. Like, I just, well, like, we got to have you back, it. Nikki, for when we uh, find out that Tyra Banks was a basketball player yeah, in later seasons. <laughs> yeah, please. So, any, ba- like- any basketball episode that happens between now and the end of this program, just sign me up now. <laughs> well, I, I will let you know, because uh, I uh, had uh, we had Tammy Jackson on before, mm-hmm. uh, and I have an idea, because Sonia is going to be filming soon, uh, so she's going to have to step away for a little bit, and I don't want to not do the show without her. But um, I want to talk about the malice at the palace. And oh, fuck yeah, yeah, I want to learn more about it. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I am just like, I'm going to get oh. all my friends who play Hell who yeah, dude. basketball because it is still one of my favorite days of going coming back from a football game. <laughs> turning on Malice oh. at the Palace. <laughs> like I think about I think about incredible days on Twitter. And like one of my, like I think top three best day on Twitter at least in the last five years, was Trump getting COVID. Yes. But yes. I think if Malice at the Palace happened when Twitter was around, I think that would have been <laughs> probably the best day on Twitter ever. The punch. The... Listen, we so can't, good. we can't, we yeah. can't, we can't. Well, oh my God, one, yeah. suge- one episode I wanted to suggest we all do, um, I want to do Space Jam. 
Just so you guys could like talk to me about my as long as it's not the new Space Jam. I love okay, Space the Jam. Dude. The new Space Jam fucking sucks. <laughs> I've never been so bad watching a movie. So hey, we'll probably do both. We'll do okay. both. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, listen to Corner Three. Listen to Channel F. Uh, go follow Nikki stuff at Fanbyte. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite sites. Uh, it's a good website. It looks good now and doesn't crash your phone anymore. So right. go to Fanbyte.com. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the best ones. <laughs> I used to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to read this article. Nah, like, nah, I, I nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, 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 listen. We're going to talk about that anymore. The website works on your phone now. It's great. Fanbyte.com. F-A-N-B-Y-T-E.com. Uh, Sonia, anything you would like to promote? Uh, well, just follow me on Twitter. I have an announcement uh, probably coming in February. Hell yeah. It, and so it'll be pretty cool to announce that because I've been working on it secretly for the last few months. Um, and follow me on Twitter at honey underscore child um, at Sonia Ballantyne on Twitter if you want to follow my more business oriented Twitter. I love business. <laughs> <laughs> and on Instagram at Sonia Ballantyne. All right. Um. I. Uh. Oh. I can promote this. I'm quitting my other podcast. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah, we are ending P and B. So we're going to be sunsetting that. So. Uh. Yeah. If you get a Good chance, night, go print. listen to P and B. Sunrise, sunset. Yeah. Uh. Look, we've been doing it for ten years. It's okay for us to quit. Really <laughs> Congratulations. It's time for us. It's to a play. really long time. You it deserve is a to very sleep. Long time. Um. No sleep. No, because I'm working on other projects. Uh, including literally finishing up scripts to shoot stuff. So uh, I will be doing more. Um, we talked about it. We did the joke. Uh, we are now converting to video. So we're quitting our audio podcast to convert everything to video. So, uh, <laughs> twice as much work. <laughs> twice as much work. Right. So keep it locked on at Turbo Bison on Twitter, where you will see me uh, tweet less. I've been actively trying to tweet less, but if I do Good. tweet, it's going to be same. Tweet. Uh, um, I actually took Twitter off my phone because. Whoa, that's incredible power! Yeah. I had installed DoorDash. <laughs> that's what uh, I, I did on the on the turn of the year. Yeah, I did. I did Twitter. I uninstalled Twitter for uh, for two days, and then the MO Rocco stuff happened, and I was like, <laughs> I can't not be here for this. Fuck Rocco. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, uh, for Nikki, for Sonia. Uh, I'm D.L. Foster. This has been Live from the Pool House. Don't get thrown out like jazz. Bye.